Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code cornerbooth for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats Official, official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem. It's just the boys today. Joining me, as always, is the intern, Samir, now psychic Samir, and the rookie, J.D. Davis. Um, also, J.D. also just got hired as the new head coach, athletic director, and offensive coordinator of Bishop Sycamore High School. Give us a round of applause, guys. There That's we right. Go. Wow. There we go, J.D. Wow. We're going, we're going to state. That's massive news. Job interview crushed it. We're going to state, so. He also, his first order of business was fired. We're also coach. taking try, tryouts, if you want to come out. Just <laughs> yeah. find me on Twitter. Find me on Twitter. Age doesn't matter. J.D. will sleep at your fucking house if it means he can recruit you. He's ready to go. He's Nick saving it up. I don't know if that's a selling point or that not. That was a Jim Harbaugh reference, not a Nick Saban oh, reference. Jesus. That's okay. That's okay. Well, I hate him, too. I'm so kidding. Really, really all the way around bad reference there. Yes. Sir, but. All good. Hey, leave the kid alone. All right. Know, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Boys. Oh, my God. What a wild weekend in college football. I will say it right now. Um, We'll we'll just start off with where else we got some uh, an NFL running back just got signed. We've got uh football predictions. I'll lead off right now. Alabama's the best damn team in the country. Country. Thank God I didn't start ripping on Bryce Young because I look like an even bigger of an asshole than I did already this morning. Uh, my boss, who listens to our show, uh, kind of looked at me smirk and said, how you feeling there, ham, uh, big boy? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Alabama's really fucking good, and Bryce Young makes them unstoppable. And he said, what do you mean? I'm like, Miami is one of the better pass rushing teams in the ACC. They've always been good. They gave Trevor Lawrence fits last year. The problem problem has always been with Bryce Young. He's twitchy. Dude got around the pocket, was able to move, get around blockers. The second a guy got even close to him, could step two foot to the right, scramble out to the left, do whatever, get the ball off. And I'm sorry, I don't care who, how many four or five-star guys we have covering. You're not covering Alabama receivers for five, six seconds. You just aren't. So um, I wish Miami put up a little more of a fight. Um, it was kind of cool seeing the uh, second-year guy, Yastrepo, catch a touchdown. Um, I re- feel really bad for the next three or four teams Miami plays because Manny Diaz came off the side looked like he was going to make those boys run for hours. Um, I have a theory. Uh, I'm going to talk with the ACC in a minute, but just quickly on Miami, Alabama. Miami's not that bad, guys. Alabama's just that fucking good. I, can, I think it can be both. JD, fuck off. Seriously. I'm not like, even. No, dude. How do you not watch that game and not see I did glaring, watch the glaring game. issues? On Miami, they, they couldn't tackle. I know it's Bama. I oh, know. I know. No, I yes, know. No, Bama's listen. clearly the best team in the country. Look, 
that that being said, I don't think that makes them a lock to win the national championship or anything because that's college football, man. But they are clearly the best team in the country week one. That being said, there was some I stuff from Miami that like the tackling was atrocious. I don't care who you're playing. Oh no, because the best the this happened. Okay, so I, I have been a Miami fan for now six years. I will fully admit it. I did not start becoming a fan since I was in college. Um, their biggest issue every year is they start off flat in the first game. Unless they're playing some D2 FCS cupcake, they get whooped. LSU, Florida, we only almost beat Florida because Felipe Franks may be the worst starting quarterback I've ever seen in my life in college football. LSU whooped us when we had a off of our 2017 team, and then we imploded. Then this year, my Alabama just stomped us. But yeah. Miami has always been a slow starter. It's on a wrecked or Diaz. The biggest thing with this to take away is one, they looked a little like they were still like getting rust off. Two, I'm not as worried because I looked at what else we have in the ACC this year, and I'm like, okay, Fair. so the gap's not as big as I thought it was. Fair. The I ACC's not think, good. I still think right now Miami wins the ACC. Clemson will be in second, obviously. Florida State. Better start Mackenzie Milton next week. That's all I got to fucking say. Florida State looks solid. I don't know Florida if that's State's an indictment on Notre Dame. Seven, but... Florida State's going to six, seven games. Like, they're going to be a decent team. Yeah. They could run. They ran the ball pretty well. That offense in general looks solid. Also, that was a great, great I college football think, game. I also think Sunday. Notre Dame is way. I agree. Better. Yeah, I don't think they're awful. very good. But, Their defense looks atrocious. But, but as right. someone who doesn't really care about either team, just an incredible Sunday night treat we got there. Yeah, I go can, I, can, I, can I ask this? Yeah. Um, in college football, is there any or has there been really any other day besides Saturdays that are big or you really get anything at? And are, they, are they trying to expand and change, make it more of a schedule? Well, they always do this every year because of yeah. um, the because the NFL is a week behind. But Thursday night in college football is always crazy because you always get some ridiculous fucking upset. Like, yeah. didn't um, – didn't uh, yeah, so I remember one year um, I think – God, I can't remember who USC or Oregon. Any Pac-12 team on a Thursday night was a Friday. Death. No, actually, Pac-12 was is Friday. Pac-12 Fridays. Uh, Big Ten and, and Big Twelve with Fox. And Friday's a great day to have football. ACC ACC as well on Thursdays is always yeah. a death sentence too. So Samir, I will say, Samir, I will say, Labor Day weekend. Um, oh, they started doing this a couple years back in college football. Since it's pre-NFL, they want um, headline games on. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Right. So that's yeah. been happening for a few years now. Um, but throughout the year, you'll get some decent games on Thursday. Cincy will play on Thursday. You'll see like a Cincy UCF game on a Thursday, stuff like that. Uh, you'll see the Big Ten play a couple times on Thursday. Uh, ACC always has one game. Yeah. They're usually not huge, but they're usually like trap games, like one yeah. good team versus like an average conference opponent. Like last Similar year, to Ohio State. Like last year, Miami, it was a week before we, they took on um, – uh, Clemson, and they had uh, North Carolina State. It was a 45-43 game. Like, it was literally – it came down to a Mike Harley 70-yard touchdown to win the game. It was br- – it was – I don't think I'd ever, like, hyperventilated so much during a five-minute stretch of a fourth quarter while being a Miami fan. But um, – I, I will say, just final note on the Miami, I really don't mean to harp on it. I will say – I'm not saying Miami's, like, done. I don't, I don't think they're, like, bad. But as a fan who you last – or during the college football preview said there's something different about this team. You know, that didn't look different in the fact right. that there were things, there are concerns, but the ACC is trash. So to your point, I think they could be fine. The ACC is not good. So that, that's ACC, a wide open conference. And they I can think, get better. 
Okay, so I'm going to pitch a quick theory here. Um, I think the ACC's inability to promote any other team but Clemson is killing them, though. Because now Clemson's coming back to earth, and now, like, there's, like, oh, who's... Because basically for the last four years, if you've been living under a rock, the ACC has basically said, Clemson's our breadwinner. We are going our moneymaker. We are going to make sure they get every call. They get every close call. They get every win. If they get an upset, oh, we'll make it so... Whatever, like Clemson's always been the darling of the ACC. Every other team's felt slighted. It's not a hidden story. And the biggest thing now is that DJ DJ I cannot pronounce the last name looked lost. Lele. looked lost against Georgia. Yeah, he was bad. Looked lost. Like Bryce Young, everyone's like, oh, but Bright, but like it's his first start. I'm like, no, it's his like fourth, second. Bryce Young in his first start against a very fast, very talented Miami defense torched him. Like, damn. Like, right. People said, I, now, granted, Georgia's defense is legit, but like, George, people listen, had no. concerns about a lot of guys who started this this uh, week, like, you know, Stroud. Georgia's and, front and, seven and is like, like a that. mile. Georgia's front seven is a mile ahead of Miami's, but like, Miami's secondary might be as good. But that the was part, our point with like yeah. Clemson fans. Like, you took for granted a little bit Trevor Lawrence because Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Against that Georgia defense, that like they, they would have granted Travis Etienne. Holy, right, right. they could not move the football on the ground. He looked, was atrocious. D, DJ looked bad. I know that defense is good, but he was missing people. I mean that that pick six, you could have read that like like he read that like a book. I mean he was looking guys off. I'll, I'll say it, Jared. You you said it before the season. You were right. He didn't look ready. That big arm is not enough if you can't. You know get he the was more concerned about his pregame drip than anything else. Um, and that Dr Pepper commercial. There you go. Um, I also, the other thing is like, Clem, uh, Georgia's defense wasn't that impressive. Offense wasn't that impressive either. No. JT McDaniels looked, JT Daniels looked a little like, like he was like, everything looked a little twitchy to him. There was not a lot of like good reads. Everything was like checkdowns and their only touchdown was a fucking pick six. Right. And, and, and so I had somebody tell me, like, oh, it's okay. We just played the second best team in the country. I'm like, yes, you did, but it's not going to matter because. Or maybe third best team because you know I think Ohio State's still better than Georgia. Um, like Clemson should be worried because there's about two or three teams about me. Let's say two, two teams in the ACC who probably could take a haymaker shot at them and actually land it. Well, the offense yeah. isn't good enough to just outscore people. I know that's what they did last year. They were just they play pre like a play aggressive prevent defense with Venable, and then they just outscore you. And they basically play like they get a like a, a 20, 21, 20 point lead and just kind of keep that. And and not to not to toot our own horn, but Ohio State exposed them for that. Oh, I know. That strategy. And now right. everyone's got the fucking blueprint. Right. Because right. Ohio State got, you know what? Cap off to Ryan Day, because I know many Diaz saw that and goes, ACC title game, right. shitheads in the orange helmets, follow Ohio State's gameplay. Got it. Right. It's like. Right. It, it was it was poetry in motion. I've never been so happy to watch Clemson take a, a get dookie done like that. It was great. I, I will say, uh, just touching on that Georgia Clemson game too. That uh, for Georgia's perspective, great defense. Um, that defense could keep them in games. Might even let them contend with Alabama if they figure out that offense. That Clemson defense is not that good for no, them to no. score no touchdowns offensively. That Clemson defense is the same Clemson defense. Minus a couple good players and replaced by young guys that pretty much was in that playoff last year and got 40 plus hung on them. And that, like, you're going to need to 
gore in the SEC, Georgia. It scared me a little bit. Great. Didn't I tell but... you what I said in the preview? I said everyone's hyping up this personnel for Clemson. I don't see it. Like, right. where is this personnel that everyone's the oh, best personnel in the ACC for defense? I'm like, right. Is it though? Like, where are these all pro Which is the concern from Georgia, right? It, like, at least it was like, at least back in like the 2017, 2018 days, you had guys like Tyrell and Will Williams and all these other guys in uh, Wilkins and all these other guys who were like big, either big tackles. You had Dexter Williams. You had all these big D tackles. You had a good corner or two. You had a lot of Dexter Lawrence. You had That's a, right. scoop, you had, the, you had those. N- Knuckleheads like Scooby Wright, like you, all these crazy linebackers and shit. Right. But now it's like I'm just looking at the defense. I'm like, eh. And, and the defense did play good, but I don't know how much of that was that deep because we've seen that defense get exposed a few times last year, and it's pretty much the same. Maybe missing one or two, uh, you know, key players from last year, and that's not good for Georgia because we were hyping up JT Daniels. I even think you had him as a as a, one of your Heisman guys. And like, Adam's like a he Heisman just didn't, he didn't look good. And that I offense eat that I will eat that and replace him with Bryce young right now. I will slap I, I, Bryce good for young Kirby. Good for Kirby. Finally winning a big game, but Kirby, man, you got to figure out how to have a dynamic offense. Have you not been watching college football on the trend? You got to have a dynamic offense to win championships. And yeah, you got the defense right now, but you do not have the offense. And that's what scares me as someone who thought Georgia which is crazy to say because that's a huge win for them. But man, they got to get that. R- luckily, they play on the uh, they play in the SEC uh, East, uh, so they will have time to figure it out. They don't have Auburn, LSU, A and M, and Bama breathing down their neck every week. So maybe they'll, they'll have some time to figure it out before they. Basically, they they have Florida and then Bama in the SEC championship, so they can figure it out. Yeah, I um. I think this is gonna be one of those weird years where like we'll know the championship games for each each uh what's it called each uh division, division. each like, conference. We'll know it by like week seven or eight. Yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of top heavy conferences this year. Like in the ACC right now, honestly, I think it's gonna be Clemson, Miami, forty feet of shit, and then you have the North Carolinas, Florida States, NC States, and Pitts just beating the shit out of each other. Tech. Vatek for six or seven wins, and then you're gonna have Miami and Clemson over like nine or ten, and then the and then the Big Ten, Big Ten. I think it's gonna be the same thing. West, you're gonna buy well. I think I, I don't, I don't know. I still think that's gonna be competitive. Like I still think Wisconsin's good. They just they pissed down their leg, man. They they lost that game. Yo, and Boy, Penn State was mocking the jump around shit. I listen. I'm not. I don't really have any like bone to pick with Wisconsin. But I'm like, yo, jump around been- sick. Oh my god, that was so trolling. I love what did they do? Or did they just jump? They were just mocking jump around the locker room and it was being recorded. Oh, oh, gotcha. We um I, I just gotta mention this because it was one of the funniest, coolest, like troll moments I've been a part of in the stadium. Uh two years ago, we were beating Wisconsin 38 to 7 at home, and about seven minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. You just heard the dead dead. Dan, Dan, and the entire stadium started bumping up and down. Oh. And Gus Johnson was like, this is elite level trolling. Oh, it was so Gus sick. Gus Johnson it is the so fucking sick. shit. I, I like Gus Johnson. People Gus don't like him. I think he's Oh, great. no, 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 no. Honestly, like, it makes me sad that Miami, that ACC games don't go on Fox ever because Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt are They're great. Shit. They're great. They're People awful. hate on they Gus. They make me I... watch Big Ten games. That says something. No offense to the Big Ten. It's great football. I just don't really get drawn to the Big Ten a lot. That's fine. Yeah, that's fair. 
I, don't, I watch. Fair, I, I watch, watch more. I watch Miami and I watch top ten games. That's basically it for me. Oh, okay. I'll check in on other ones, mm. but it's like See, I'm in front of the TV all day. Oh no, TVs I don't have that Saturday. kind of luxury. I had like oh, I, I had like 10, 15 people at my house. I had to kind of entertain them all. Gotcha. Well, my they were all kind of chuckling at me that my team was getting their ass kicked. Yeah, that's not fun. Oh no, I just, that sucks. <laughs> I just drank, drank a lot, kicked everyone's ass in cornhole, ate a ton of food. Yeah, damn right you did, S- Samir. Yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau walking boot. Not good for your Ducks who were trailing yeah, yeah, in the fourth the quarter. Holy shit. The Pac-12 yeah, didn't have a good – Pac-12 of them was up and down weekend of all time, I think, by the way. They're saying – what's up? What'd you say? The Pac-12 might have had the most up and down weekend of any conference. Yeah, it's kind of weird. We're a weird bunch, but what I will say, J.D., is that it's not – I don't think it's expected to be serious, but I don't know if you'll play on Saturday. It, that's game changing. That's yeah. game changing. Oh, that, yeah, that that honestly, that, I'm kind of pissed game. that you guys. I kind of wanted you to come in fat and happy. I kind of wanted you to win by 40, to be honest, because now it's like less hype for the game. Because you guys dropped, I think, in the AP from like 11th to like 13th, or you dropped a few spots. Wow. Um, so it's no longer going to be a top 10 matchup, which I kind of expected it to be. So it lost some of the steam nationally, and like the fact that you guys didn't play good last week. Maybe you might have just been looking ahead. It might not mean like you're a bad team. So it makes me more nervous. I would have rather had you win by 40, to be honest, just as like having you coming in a little more confident, a little overconfident. But sure, you, I understand that, but I don't think things are not, people are calling for Ty Thompson. I'm seeing a lot of calls for Ty Thompson already. It was not a good game. No, it wasn't. And I can't, I can't blame people for doing that. I mean, obviously now yeah, I think early. I think at this point I yeah I, I I personally think at this point it can't be done. You can't go into Ohio. You can't go to Ohio State questioning who your quarterback is. You know. Yes. It, you know, I think that's the reasonable uh, strategy here. Uh, but I do think the I think Ty Thompson. He's more. He's just more dynamic. You know, I, I Anthony Brown is just a game manager. Is Truly, and and I'm not a terribly great one at that. He's not going to make game changing plays. I think in a landscape in especially the Pac 12s where your offense has to make game changing plays, you got to take the shot on the guy that can do it. That's what I think. Fair. Also, Jared, probably my biggest whoops so far in my preview because I'd like to say I want to brag about my Indiana being a fraud here in a second, but yikes, Washington, my B. I was gonna text you about it. Might be. Like, Holy fuck! Yeah, that was tough. Man, and they play Michigan next week, who actually well, looked pretty good. My sleeper was you. My sleeper Barry in the Washington. south was UCLA. I was scared right? of Washington. What was that? Didn't I have my sleeper. My sleeper in the south was UCLA, right? Yeah, uh, they did. They, they I thought it was sleep. Arizona State, but I could be wrong. Oh, I, I know yours is ASU. I agree with you, but I also no, like. But I'd say ASU was not at this point. I feel like ASU is the favorite for the division. In fact, actually, um, no, we both, we, you know, now that, okay, I'm actually recalling it. We both said we thought the ASU, like, their over was way too high. We were, we were both. Yeah. Under, I, think, I but, still, because something feels odd, like there's an evil presence in college football again, which means Chip Kelly's back. Um, <laughs> fucking bastard. Um, but yeah, no. They honestly, look good. Oh, yeah. my God. That what Michigan take uh, off a sissy blue shirt or what? I like, love that. And then know, they made shirts the next day. It. I was like, that's perfect. Uh, you know, Coach up, man. your gimmicks oh. and all your, your tigers, all that's funny right up until you start losing, dude. 
right up until you start losing. It's the same. It's the and Harbaugh we were effect. Hearing all year, all off season, like it's the best LSU team since 2019. Like they're back. Tigers are back, and they're like, uh oh. So everyone wants to talk about like. So uh, we're gonna kind of just like speedball it. The other only other game I want to talk about besides is Oklahoma. We'll wait on a second for that one. Because like, my point is this. A lot of teams had rough weekends, man. LSU, Washington, Wisconsin uh, blew it. Wisconsin blew it. You know, every, Indiana, it, North Carolina. Like, <laughs> oh my god! So, what about how happened to your Heisman winning quarterback who threw into triple coverage like four times? Jeez. Oh my god! Yeah, um, yeah. You're UCLA man, Charbonnet oh looked great. Uh, they 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 ran the ball well. They played great mm-hmm. offense. I I loved watching that. To be honest. I'm not going to lie. I root pretty much against the SEC in pretty much any non-conference game. Yeah. Um, and I actually, why I also had money on uh, UCLA. I, I I bet the second half um, money line for Maryland, won that, put all that money on Georgia, won that, put all that money on UCLA. So I had a good little, little bet. Jay, you might be like my, my, book, my, my bookie man for a little while because Connecticut's enough legalized gambling. I don't have legalized gambling either. This was all through my friend. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. How is that lame? Yeah. No, it's like it, it is like done in in uh what do they call that? In the legislative. Uh, yeah. It's like, not it's not there yet, but it's like the the structure's yeah. done in theory. It's coming. Yeah, Connecticut approved like next, last next year, but it was January 1st, which really fucking sucks. Yeah. Um also just cuz you didn't name this in your games, I just want to throw it out there. Indiana's a fraud. Told you Indiana's a fraud. Iowa was solid, looked really good. Uh, Penix and all that, man. I told you they were lightning in a bottle last year. Now well, that everyone's come listen, back, I they love, are going to lose four times. I do love Iowa, though. If they're going to lose anybody, I'm happy it's Iowa. I fucking love Iowa. Yeah, no, me too. Great they're, fans. They're, they are just how like Big Ten football looks to me. One of the most underrated home. I agree. Years. Playing at oh Iowa. Also, the, way, the waving thing at the children's hospital. And they have the tradition, yeah. Yep. If also, you have a great tradition, you have a great state. Oh, fucking Brock Pur- October Purdy, man. Like, that's the dude right there. They they might go start 6-0. and I'm serious. Yeah. I I may have them beating Iowa State this week. Our, uh, our, a, a little heads-up preview. Yeah, I was. I thought Iowa State yeah, going into the year was a little two. overrated. That's game number was two on our kickoff special on Thursday. Um, we'll uh, be doing our first NFL-leveled six-pack. Lots we'll of be- great. Oh, yeah. Big Ten well, games I'll, I'll tell week. you guys two, te- uh, two teasers right now. Two of the games going to be uh, obviously the battle of the uh, the battle of the sidekicks between Samir and JD. Uh, I say at Oregon. We're going duck yeah. hunting, bitches. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then I'll be Iowa. there. By the way, I'll be in Columbus. Nice. Oh, man. that's great. I want snaps in lots of them. Oh, in the, oh, yeah. in the corner booth group chat, obviously. Duck. And then um, I yeah, Iowa. which by the way is fucking popping for all you that aren't in there, which is everyone, but, uh, <laughs> which is pretty much everyone. This is kind of a <laughs> private chat between us knuckleheads, so it's basically us five and then Cruz, just showing mm-hmm. our degenerate drinking and gambling and college oh, yeah. football watching through the weekends. And I sometimes I buy Star Wars prints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Samir just kind of sits in the corner because he's not old enough to do any of that stuff. Yeah, I, I never. <laughs> um, I will say, can we just we touched on a little bit? Wisconsin fumbling twice in their own twenty, and one oh. going down the wind. Not to mention a block kick, twenty six oh yarder. I picked Penn State. I was proud of my my win there because that was my upset pick too. But holy shit, did Wisconsin 
pissed that one down their leg. Graham Mertz, bro. yikes, bro. And I think even, Wisconsin's good. Even but. Clifford didn't look that good either. Like, oh, they were both bad. I said oh Clifford's God. bad. I, okay, I said that. Can we take a major L for quarterback play in week one? Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, except for, for freaking Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. Yeah. Like, everyone's like, everyone's like, Everyone was like talking about this. I'm like, and then I look at the ranks for quarterbacks. I'm like, how did Derek King still manage to be in the top 10? I'm like, oh, because yeah, everyone else took like a thousand interceptions and had no touchdowns. What do you uh, just quickly? I know we already, but what did, what did you kind of chalk his performance? What, what was your takeaway from his performance? Was, just real fit. Yeah, it was a six out of it, it, like he made throws, but the problem was is that. That kind of he he looked a little slow, like a, a tick slower, but it's yeah. gonna get better as the season goes on. Also, oh. I will guarantee right now we will not face another pass rush like that with the rest no, of the year. Probably no, 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 not no. at all. Our no, there's not line, one in the ACC. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. We're not getting another pass rush like that until Clemson. Um, and, and then still it's not as good. Um, I will say that, yeah, like you said, coming off an injury, there, uh, he there looked was, a little timid. The pro was ridiculous. I was like, whoa. There, there were flashes. But it, the the problem is, like, you couldn't have picked a worse situation for a guy coming off of an injury because you could tell he looked a little timid, but, like, rightfully yeah. so because he's got guys Listen, in his face every time. I'm going to say this is a Miami fan, why I'm upbeat. One, Clemson lost. So it's Fair. like, it's okay. Yeah, Florida State's going to be a harder game we thought, but. The league's wide open. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a wide open league now. Uh, the other thing is also King didn't get hurt. No, we had no injuries. We saw the turnover chain look like I kind of like the new U on the helmet, the helmet U kind of thing. Also, tough look getting the turnover I know, chain. I know, I know. And getting the guy like show, uh, the turnover chain down twenty seven, and then getting the turnover taken away. Okay, uh, first of all, there tough. were a couple calls that I, I it was a glimmer Alabama, of hope. Alabama was also given like every bang bang call possible, which really annoyed the hell out of me. Like guys, you're up by thirty already. Fuck off. I saw a video of an Alabama fan complaining about Miami getting a call, like a holding call. I'm like. Lady, really? Big Ten refs. Sorry, Jared. Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> they were Big Ten refs. They're fucking terrible. Give me Pac-12 refs, refs next time. At least they – Pac-12 is basically flag football at this point anyway. Yeah. Um, can we just talk about, one, the drip from Tulane. Holy shit. Those uniforms were fire. The teal blue with the fucking green angry wave. I love it. Yeah, Got it. And can we all start with the fact that the – Second best team in the country. Cough, cough. A certain coast in predicting the national title. Cough, cough. I'm gonna just uh, go crawl in the corner. Um, they looked awful, and I was. Say, I didn't do that. I was rooting for no host, not co-host. Oh, um, co-host. I might have accidentally said co-host, but I meant host. Um, I was embarrassed for the first 20 minutes of that game, and then I was like, oh my god, I don't even care. I'll explain how much of a shithead I am on Tuesday. Fuck, I want him to lose. Yeah. Also, uh, Sark and the horns looked real good. Quick on Oklahoma, too. The funny thing to me was, oh, what's different about the Oklahoma team this year? Well, they got a real defense, a big boy defense. Who Tulane freaking put, what, 38, 40 on them? Okay, I I will say this right now, J.D., that Miami team that showed up on Saturday would have put up a 40 or 50 on Oklahoma. That was bad. That's probably fair. That was bad. I still – I'm not – I will say I'm not throwing away Oklahoma for the year. I still think that offense, they're going to figure it out. Like, they're still going to outscore everybody. Do, don't, they, do they have another cupcake next week? Or are they playing somebody decent? Because I feel like this almost was like almost like a look for, a look ahead game. Like, uh, like I don't think they have a good out of conference. I feel like I remember scanning their schedule. They don't really have a great out of conference game, but I can find that. Leave one. it to Lincoln Riley for uh, avoiding the hard shit, huh? Yeah, I I think I don't think it's anyone big to be honest. Virginia, um, Texas, and nine. No, it's Nebraska. 
Yeah, Nebraska sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nebraska's worse than Tulane. Like, this was a harder game this week. I honestly believe that. So, no, they they don't have any out-of-conference tough stuff at all. And West Virginia lost to to Maryland. Like that, that's who they have in two weeks. Like, I, yeah, they don't. It's going to come down to Texas and Iowa State, and I still think they're better than both those teams. Even though Texas flashed, but uh, I don't know. You know what else I really like out of the the SEC now? Um, the old dark horse that that division is too good for them to actually do anything. But the Lane Train, even though he wasn't there with COVID last night, freaking pounding Louisville. That offense looked dynamic. They looked Louisville. Really good. Can we just talk about Louisville? Ever since Lamar Jackson left, they've just never been the same program. They're they're really not. They never were been. Yeah, they they've never really been. Good. Lamar they, just like took Penny them Bridgewater there. was like the last good like winning season they had, where they actually were a decent squad. No, what cracks me about Louisville is like well, they, Lamar they, was they, after Teddy, but yeah, I know. I I, I corrected myself. Oh, the thing is with the thing is with Louisville, it's like at the end of the day, like they were hyping them up last year. And then Miami kicked their doors in week two. And then yeah. it was the same thing the year before that. I think Louisville is oh, just that team that never is. They always want to hype them up every year. And they never have the success. Even yeah, Louisville's back in the Big East, even the back in the Big East when they were there, they were always hyped Dude, up. I used to hate Louisville for, uh, when I used to root for, or like when I was really into UConn basketball. What a fucking pain in our ass. Oh, yeah, Louisville's annoying. All right. Real-life real basketball program, though. Great basketball yeah. program. All right, so any other thoughts on college football before we hit the gas and keep moving? Uh, no, that's pretty much covers it. Uh, uh, can I, Can I? before we hit the gas, can I Can I do a little news reporting segment? Not news yeah, reporting. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to literally tee up to go on a little news run. Well, before we get into that, I, I it's it's more of a on-field reporting. I was at the Red Sox game yesterday, and if anyone was watching, this is for our baseball fans out there, what a wild game. I would say it's probably the craziest baseball game I've actually ever been to. It ended play? up being – they played the Rays, and it ended up uh, – the Red Sox went up 7-1 in the second inning, and then they fucking blew it. Huh. Uh, two inside-the-park home runs. Nelson Cruz had an inside-the-park home run. Verdugo, yeah, and so did Tim Meadows. Nelson Cruz, I think, runs faster in reverse. I know. All these, like, they could not field for their lives. It was insane. The Rays pretty much have that locked up, though, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They had – I – yeah, but I was uh, really uh, invested because the Yankees lost, and the Red Sox are in the game behind the Yankees. So if they lost, then – you right, know, right. So you were a big Rays fan for the first time. Yeah, I ever. was a big Rays fan because I my hopes for the division I think are gone. I really just let's hold on to the wild card spot and run yep. with it. Playoffs. Um, yeah, and uh, God, everyone was chanting Yankees suck, and I was just like, yeah, go ahead, go fuck yourself. You just you just blew a seven one. The, the yeah. feeling, dude. It had ended. It, so the game ended in the tenth inning, and it was eleven ten Rays. And it ended with bases loaded for the Red Sox, two outs, and everyone was going nuts. And to see just yeah. the fucking air get sucked out of that stadium when the guy well, grounded it to short. Yeah. Watching your that rivals was, lose like that. It was honestly just – it made me smile. Very. It just made my heart warm. <sighs> Speaking of rivals, just before we go off of college football, sorry to uh, Ibrahim or uh, Abraham or – Oh, now I'm messing up his name. Either way, the running back from Minnesota, that sucks out for the year. He's a beast. Fuck, um, he was really good. Yeah, he, he was like – he 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 had like uh, 13 straight games with over 100 yards, beast. So that sucks for him. And then Ronnie Bell for Michigan, although it is Michigan, that sucks because that's their best offensive weapon, and he's a beast, and, and he's out for the season as well. Hate to see that stuff, but 
that's notable for both those teams moving forward. Michigan looked good. I mean, it was Western Michigan, but that that sucks for them. <clears throat> but that's it for college for me. There we go. All right. Samir, you want to get kicking off with them headlines? You're goddamn right I do. We got we got pretty big news. I mean, it kind of just happened uh, today. Love Bell report. I think it was yesterday. Love Bell reported that he was working out with the Ravens, or earlier today, and then later today, circa what an hour ago, uh, Love Bell signed to the Ravens practice squad, soon to be activated. Well, I mean, uh, for the rest of us who don't uh, who didn't hear who he's saying is he saying Le'Veon Bell? Not Lev, I guess is his alter ego. Um, yeah, no, so that's once, what Samir calls them. They're friends. Yeah, once Justice Hill, we're went good down, friends. Once I once Justice Hill went down, I knew they were gonna go get somebody because I'm like, it's way too like they gotta get somebody now. You, you just can't rely on the Gus bus like that. Like you need somebody else. I know. honestly, I think you can. I think he's pretty good. I know, but you need at least somebody who can catch the ball. Edwards really struggles. Definitely, no, so. absolutely. I agree, and I think honestly, I think going forward with Gus Edwards and Le'Veon Bell, I think you could. It's you could a real scrounge up enough. And you get Bell a shot at playing his former team twice a year. Oh, I think God. it could work. Wait, I'm excited for that. I do think it could work. Oh yeah, I do too. I like the move for both. Sides. And also Justice Hill. That's that's why they they were they signed him Justice Hill towards Achilles, which is also a bummer. I like yeah. Justice Hill. Yeah, Dude. honestly, you know, it's so funny. This would be a perfect corner booth shot, Samir, if it didn't happen right before the fucking show. True. <laughs> Did he didn't play? Uh... Like at all, pretty much last year, right? Like played a couple of games. No, yeah, City, he, but yeah. Like, he only had like maybe a couple, like not even hundred snaps last year. Which it's tough because it's like is that can't you can't really say that's an indictment on him because Kansas City's got so many weapons. It's like okay, you couldn't get on the field on Kansas City. That's one of the best offenses in the league. But well, he got enough where like Clyde Edwards Hilaire's value dropped towards the end of last year. But when Clyde got hurt, he he got good. He got decent work. Okay. Yeah, yeah I guess well, I didn't really. Yeah, he was okay. Um, yeah, I mean, good for good for him. Uh, obviously, Browns fan. I don't really want it to see it work out well. I've never liked Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, uh, Michigan State to Pittsburgh, you and you. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, good good move for them. Probably they needed to fill a spot with somebody. I don't know who else they really could have went and got right now. So they have Todd. It was like the Todd Gurley's of the world. But I mean. I, Todd really love, I hate to be that guy. Todd Gurley's fucking. I would dumb, love. Man. No, I, I want him to, to get. I want him to get another shot somewhere, even as just a. I think he deserves guy. it. I, I do think he deserves it as like a red zone. Oh, but I, I don't. Oh, the the Rams fucked him so bad. Yeah, I mean, it it it, it really sucks to say. I think really they ran that, that guy. guy into the ground, and they're like, "Oh well, right. we're gonna cut you." Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Well, I'll never root for the Rams because I always loved Todd Gurley when he was coming out of college. So I was like. I really want him to go there. I really want him to go back to his home state of uh, Maryland too, play for the Ravens. But they wanted Le'Veon Bell. Um, hopefully, you know what? Honestly, don't be surprised if they, there's another like another team's like, hey, we need another we need another running back. Let's go get Gurley. Because I think once the year starts, then yeah, the not guaranteed. So they can see if it works for a week or not. Because they that's when Josh Norman yesterday got signed by the uh, 49ers and the guaranteed salary and everything. So, hate all right, Josh uh, Samir, I uh, fucking hate Josh Norman. I hate Josh Norman. <laughs> I don't. Mind. I respect him at least. OBJ, OBJ for life. Yeah, I don't mind Josh Norman. Um, Samir, our home state's football team is just disgusting. Oh, we uh, suck. 
Oh, we're I mean, good thing I claim Oregon because all my friends at UConn, I just get to be like, hey, you guys, you guys fucking blow. Yeah, good thing I claim Miami because all my friends who went to UConn are like, oh, yeah, UConn football. I'm like, I went to one UConn football game against um, Temple, my senior year of college. I got to watch Hassan Riddick rack up five sacks. I was like, that's all I need to see. That's cool. Oh, no, that was Dude, sick. But then I watched him, like, me and my dad are watching the draft, like, six months old. I'm like, Dad, you see that guy number 45 just got driving? I'm like, yeah, we watched him play. He goes, wasn't that the guy with, like, six sacks? I'm like, yep. And he goes, oh, cool. My similar story to that, I saw Khalil Mack play uh, when he was on Buffalo at the shoe, and he had three sacks, a strip sack, and a touchdown against Braxton Miller. <laughs> he was everywhere. Also, and I'm like, what are we doing? Why can't we block this kid? And it's like, oh, it turns out he came to be a Cleo Mack. All right, I'll give Taylor Decker our left tackle at the time. So. Taylor Decker is still in the NFL and still pretty soon. It's still a beast, right. But at the time, yeah, it's like, we can't yeah, block yeah. Buffalo? Yeah, I was concerned. Artist, <laughs> artist formula is practice squad journeyman Braxton Miller. Wide receiver extraordinaire. Also, by the way, Braxton Miller on the Texans when he actually got in playing time was actually sick. No, so he, he had some shame. I feel I want yes. him to succeed, but he got like he was the odd man out on the 2017 Eagles roster in 2018. Yeah, he's just he started receiver too late. Yeah. He's a dynamic athlete, but he just doesn't have the hands to consistently be an NFL. He was receiver. a year or two early. Well, best one of the most fun college football players, probably the most fun college football player I've ever seen live. Oh my god, he was so exciting! Just like fun, like just exciting as shit. Not best, but there you go. All right, but random, random. UConn, man. Randy Etzel said this is gonna be last year, right before the game. Then they got kicked, their ass kicked in by Holy Cross. Who is a what, like a one double A? So bad. Division two, Division three. They're they're awful, right? So Randy Etzel stepped down right after the game because UConn's like, uh, no, 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 no. No, you're leaving now. You're awful. Like you, you they're lightning the bottle. You had no nine. That's gone now. You're done. You're you're off. You're you're out of here. Uh, I think this is finally, hopefully, the last of the embarrassment of UConn. Maybe I should get a decent coach. I mean, the pro the thing with UConn, it's like one, the Northeast for football is such a weird area because there's nothing up there besides BC, and BC will never win another ACC because of Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Pitt. North Carolina State, I can keep going. Um, basically, the Rutgers is on the rise. Hey, the Shiano man. Oh, Jesus Christ, he's like the Dan Campbell of college football. They played really good week one. Oh, they did actually. I had a buddy who just uh, played his last three years um, at um, Rutgers. No, he's a boxer now. Um, shout to my boy. Shout out to my boy Rob. Yeah, I know. Right, he was a third string quarterback. He was a starter at my college for two years. He's also my first co, second co-host on my uh, radio show. Um, having the starting quarterback as your as your co-host kind of cool though because you can get really good interviews. Um, I will say this about UConn though. I, like I heard some names. I heard um a couple like big name coordinators who are like from smaller schools. I heard Jeff Fisher because he's apparently bored out of his mind. I'm like, you know what? Anybody but the guy who literally dipped on us to go to Maryland for a year, they sucked and it just ruined UConn's program. So fuck Randy Etzel. You, UConn football was like Loki, a team I rooted for when like I there was like I I guess I pulled for a team because I really never had a true team. I like I liked Oregon for players, whatever. But like UConn was like I didn't care about anybody individually in the team, but I loved the fact that UConn football was winning games. And then Randy Etzel dips, and I'm like, well, fuck you, Randy. Uh, uh Scott Frost isn't going to be doing anything in a couple months. Maybe Ooh, he'll coach. I, honestly, yeah. Listen. 
Hot take here. I think Scott Frost to UConn is a good match. I mean, it would. I think it'd be good for UConn. They're they're oh, pretty yeah. low, they're pretty Scott low Frost level D one right now. Scott Frost is a good coach. He's just you can't win at Nebraska. I, and the pressure of it being where he went to school and everyone thought it would happen. He, he could try to. It would. He could try to make it happen more organically at a place where there's Nebraska no needs to learn from the Iowa model. Yeah. Yeah, Nebraska, Nebraska, that's a good point. Actually, that's not your worst comparison. Nebraska should shoot to be Iowa. Yeah, they should never shoot. They're never going to be Ohio State. They're nope. never going to be Miami. They're never, never going to be again, at least. They're not going to be a glory program anymore. Their last glory game was the 2001 or uh, National Championship game when they basically got the break speed off of them. And they recruit like they play like those teams. Recruit your freaking farm-fed boys and get yourself the most – Basic oh, no. quarterback and running back. No. Nebraska's got some big dudes out there, man. Go get some tackles. Get listen, Nebraska's got getting... stop running the spread. Start running a power eye. Be Iowa. I like yeah, that. I, like literally, that. Nebraska has this weird thing where they like they have this tradition of national titles, unlike Iowa, where they could be like, Hey, look at our tradition. We're gonna get back to that. Like, let's 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 ground and pound. Yeah, maybe get one or two fa- maybe get a fast receiver or two, but it's like good tight end power running backs, a big tight end. And some hogs in between the tackles. Let's do this. Right. It's not bring back the bring back those black shirts on defense. Oh, all right. Um, we actually got some there? more breaking news. We okay. got no, relatively new. We didn't mention it. Um, the Saints actually cut Latavius Murray today. Uh, they asked him for a pay cut yesterday. He refused, and so they cut him. And the first days of the Saints, how the hell did they figure that budget out? Start today. Yeah, exactly. Latavius Murray will be signed within the next 72 hours. That's a great number two running back. He had his best year. He is an elite number two running back. Like, if, okay, hey, Philadelphia, if you don't call Todd Gurley or or Latavius Murray tomorrow, Todd Gurley being like the chip shot, but like Latavius Murray being the swing, because Miles Sanders, he's the power back. I'm sorry. Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell are speed guys. Get me somebody who's going to punch the ball in because apparently we don't want Jordan Howard on the roster. Get us – yo, seriously. I wouldn't either. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. Jordan Howard, like, peaked in 2016. Um, yeah, but he was a fun – he was a fun guy to watch. He was because fun you... on the Eagles. Listen, he was fun on the Eagles when he was there for, like, that one year with Sanders because they had a good smash and dash combo going. Yeah. And on the Bears, he was fun because you knew he couldn't catch the ball, but they just threw the ball enough to him that he was like, oh – I guess he can be okay. <laughs> they just fed him. Yeah, Latavius Murray will be signed in the next 72 hours. I think the Saints – I think the Ravens are kicking themselves because Latavius Murray – Yeah, that. probably. They're kicking themselves right now. They're like, fuck. Um, all right. Last but not least – oh, quick one also. Mark Few in the news just now. Um, showing uh, – cited for a DUI. Showing signs of intoxication. Who? Mark Few, head coach of Gonzaga. Oh man! Shout out to our boy Andy Pat. No problem. I know, I know. My I gotta have to listen to his podcast. That's what yeah. I interned for. JD, who 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 I stole from his show. Andy's my boy, so like he gave me his blessing when I said, "Yeah, I'm stealing your intern." Uh, we, we were. I I his show is. I don't know anything about Gonzaga bat. Like I couldn't have been on his show permanently. Yeah, and I know. I wasn't I, gonna just keep doing intern work when I was done. So. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I like it was so funny because I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm still your intern. He goes, cool, man. He definitely enjoyed being in your show. I'm like, I know he did. That's why we're bringing yeah. him on. <laughs> All right. Um, Andy's great. Go listen to Sports Ag Score. 
There we go. Scores that's great yeah, show. All right, we got about 19 that. minutes before Samir's got a dip, so let's quickly right. run through the six-pack review from last week. All right, well, we're not going to get into each game, but basically tied for first place right now are Kevin and Mr. J.D. Davis. With uh, I think you meant to say J.D. and Kevin. Oh, my God. Both hey, yeah, yeah, he's not wrong because Kevin is the guest. And and oh, wait, no, no, I like had my right. upset pick before him, and he picked the same one. Yeah, Kevin also doubled up in the upset, but uh, so that's my first tweet. Um, Samir has five. Me and Pat, not are bad, not bad for sure. With four, and the guest picker column, solid week from our boy Mr. Maserati at five. So our guest Maserati. picker next week is starting off tied for seconds. There you go. And get that EP, gentlemen. Like main event. I was I was jamming to it. I was a moan line, so it was good. So all right. Football time, boys. We got Woo! our final part three of our NFL preview. Um, we're doing award predictions, Super Bowl predictions, and how early in the season do I black out during the Eagles game? No, I'm just kidding, it won't happen this year. Um the only game, the only game I literally was so sad I just started drinking sadly was uh Cleveland. Last I year. will make that happen when you play the Giants. That makes me feel good. JD and I will that make it that, that we did that to you. I pray to God we beat the brakes off you because I will be relentless. Oh my god. <laughs> I am we, we haven't had an Eagles Giants week yet. So I am very qu- surprisingly even in victory I'm very quiet at least off the rip. Like if it, even after the Super Bowl like I was like sharing some shit on Facebook but I was very quiet about it. Like I was just very happy. Like when my team wins a title, I'm just like, cool. My awesome. team hasn't won a title when I've been like, you know, active on social oh, media. No, 2017, shit. it was crazy because like I literally was like very quiet. Like everyone's texting congratulations, like thank you, thank you, thank you. It scored me a uh, scored me a date with my soon to be ex girlfriend who was a Patriots yeah. fan. Um, you know, because I would say, hey, listen, you guys played a great game. She goes, thank you, because everyone else is ripping me a new asshole right now, but my Patriots fandom. I'm like. Comes with the territory. I'm only a dick if you were a dick to me beforehand. That Fair. I'll be a dick. No, listen, listen. Uh, I will be very cordial and respectful. It's kind of a dick about the Clemson thing because they were freaking assholes the year before. I, re- I actually went on a vacation. I was in Florida when that happened, and there was a bunch of Clemson fans. I'm like, when did you guys come to Clemson fans? Like three years ago? Like, don't act like there's this national Clemson brand there's out there not. that existed I have a buddy. five years ago. I have a buddy. Shout out to Dr. Baker, soon to be doctor, UConn Med School. Um, my boy went to Clemson for his undergrad, dude. There, he said, like, he said Trevor Lawrence one was like the weirdest motherfuckers ever met in his life. Oh, um, that. just so awkward. And then two, um, yeah, no, Clemson fandom is not a real thing. It's just South Carolina. That's it. My no, dad I, used to. I, I, my dad used to work. He went to grad school. Dude, I'm alumni. I'm, a, I'm technically legacy Clemson. I'm legacy Clemson. I just didn't want to go. There. My cousin went to Clemson, but he um, used to uh, cater the football games. Nice one. All right. uh, he, it was, like, it was uh, when he first immigrated from India, so we didn't know what the yeah. fuck football was. Yeah. All right. We got to get rolling, though, because, Samir, you got, what, f- 14 minutes before you got a dip? Yeah. All right. So let's get rock and roll here. Boys, comeback player of the year award. The Alex, Alex Smith award. The Alex Smith award. Yeah. We, we, we unilaterally decided this year this will be only referred to as the Alex Smith award. So who is the comeback player of the year? My, I'll go first. Uh, Dak Prescott. I think he's going to have a great season. I think yeah. it's. Do I think he's going to have a 45 touchdown, like three interception season? No. I think he's going to struggle early, but he's going to have a great season. So Dallas is going to be an 8 9, 9 and 8 team. So it's going to, it's, but it, they're going to score a lot of points. I think he definitely, um, Dark Horse, Carson Wentz. 
It was um, the worst quarterback in football last year, and uh, I think he's going to have a great team in Colts. Do, do you want me to save mine? Because it's also my defensive player of the year. Sure. Ooh, yes, save it. Sure, we'll do defensive player of the year right afterward. So mine, is, mine is – I'm going to go a little unorthodox. I'm going wide receiver. I know wide receivers don't generally get picked for these kinds of awards. However, I really like Paris Campbell. Oh, I think Paris yeah. Campbell can come back and just go yeah. off. I thought you were leaning on OBJ because OBJ is a candidate. Oh, Bucks, go oh, Bucks. I, mean, I guess it could, oh yeah, OBJ. That's another candidate. He did look good. Uh, yeah, but no, I'm gonna go Paris Campbell just because. Damn, that guy's good, and no one really knows it. And maybe he's like really good this year with Carson. Yeah, he hasn't had a chance to show himself. I like that. Paris is a burner. Dude's got yeah. wheels. And listen, Carson loves guys who can run. Yeah, yeah. I don't hate that pick. JD, who is your uh, combo pick there? Uh, mine will be uh, the big bear himself, Joey Bosa, I think is going to have a monster year. He had an injury last year. Didn't oh, he? You say his brother who basically got knocked out in week two. No, no, no. Joey was out for like a good portion, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure. If not, maybe not. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. But either way, Joey Bosa, I think is due to have a monster year. I think he's one of the best Ed rushers. Uh, in the league, and like I, want, I don't want to say underrated because that doesn't feel right. Because he is like people know him, people know he's a beast. I think Joey Bose is just going to have a freaking awesome year, and I think he's going to be part of the reason that Chargers. He's the leader of that Chargers defense, and I've never seen a he strip sacks like his technique to get there and strip sack. He makes big time plays that will get big time highlight. Joey Bosa is the best combination of elite talent and explosiveness meeting t- exceptional technique. Yeah, it's every time like I I was helping. I was so um, the starting DN from my high school that I went to, he lives across the woods from me. When I was helping him work out at the gym, once I was kind of like helping him train, whatever, because you know, I played the same position in high school. I like, I was like, listen, one guy I want you to watch, just watch Joey Bosa. Seriously, just watch Joe. His form is incredible. Watch Barnett, Bosa, Von Miller. These guys have their technique down to a key, they don't need to rely on freak athleticism like a clowny. Or a, Miles Garrett's better now, but Miles Garrett, when he first started, was just all freak athleticism. Yes. So I love Joey Bosa. I think his technique is incredible. Uh, and he's also your defensive player of the year candidate as well. Yep. Um, Mine is going to be Jalen Ramsey. I think he's going to rack up a shit ton of interceptions. I think the Rams defense looks great. They're going to get a lot of pressures. They're going to be playing ahead a lot. Which is going to allow Ramsey to get a lot of interceptions. I think there he's going to be the second cornerback to win the last what three four years. Um, my dark horse there is probably Miles Garrett. Yeah, I didn't want to sound like a homer, but that was in my thought process. That was my dark horse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me as well. Super, super, super deep sleeper is Darius Slate. But that's just who did you who did you say who was yours pick? Um, my pick was um, Jalen Ramsey. Okay. I think cool. honestly that that like they're gonna be ahead so much it's gonna get easy targets. I don't hate that. <clears throat> Samir, who is your defensive player of the year? I'm liking I think I'm liking Devin White this year. I really might be. And I think it's I love because that. I really like Devin White. Devin White would be one of my favorite linebackers in the league, and I might argue that he's a top Seven line. Him, Fred right Warner. Like, like you can't go wrong with those side to sideline. Oh, line I line. love Fred. Oh, I love Fred Warner. But I'm going white this year. Uh, I just think it's gonna be because I think as we see the Buccaneers continue their success, um, people are gonna start to recognize how good that defense is because I don't think they did before. 
They got a good defense over there. Oh yeah. Um. All right, we'll go. I like off- that pick. Yeah, I do too. Let's go offensive player of the year. Um. I am going to go with. I should have JD going for me. All right. Um. It's probably pretty boring. Uh, Josh Allen. I really like Josh Allen this year. Um, he was in the contention last year uh, and kind of tailed off towards the middle. Um, and it was tough to Aaron Rodgers was just a freak last year. Uh, yeah. I think Josh Allen is going to have a good mixture of rushing and throwing touchdowns. I think he's just going to put up big numbers. Uh, he seems really comfortable with his receivers there. And that offense is just kind of buzzing. Uh, hopefully his running game can kind of figure it out. Zach Moss or someone steps in there um, just to kind of take some pressure off. Latavius Murray. Perfect. Yeah. Maybe Latavius Murray. I hope not. Cause I, I have uh, Moss on my bench, but one of my fantasy well, listen, But no one cares about my fantasy team. Josh Hill. Honestly, hey, Bills, uh, call up like Latavius Murray tomorrow because that's the one guy you need to finish that offense. Yeah, with. it's actually good for them, actually. Did that make sense? That that. Okay, so I will say this right now. I'll make an amendment, J.D., to our football picks. If mm-hmm. the Bills sign Latavius Murray, they are now a two-loss team to me. Okay. They are that good. Sense. They are going to be better. than the. They will beat the Chiefs if they can establish a running game. I don't like that. Um. My offensive player of the year is Justin Herbert. I think this dude is going to take leaps and bounds this year. Um, Mm -hmm. You give him a healthy Austin Eckler for the entire year. You give him a revamp or healthy receiving core. The loss of Hunter Henry sucks, but then again, when did he ever actually play? Uh, I heard from people, and then I heard from other people, and I actually listened to interviews about this. The reason – like Anthony Lynn apparently is like the nicest guy in football, but he's the worst clock manager in human history. This guy yeah. really lost them like six or seven, four or five games last year. 100%. Yeah, it was really bad. So that defense is back. So Herbert's going to have all the time in the world to get to like attack defenses. I think Justin Herbert, he might even be a dark horse for MVP, honestly. And everyone knows I love the Chargers too. And I actually have a Chargers pick as well. And I guess it could have also been comeback play of the year, but I'm going to say Austin Eckler. That, hey, listen, wow. I hope that happens because he's – He's one of my running backs in fantasy, him and Saquon. Austin Eckler. I believe Austin Eckler, and I was going to say – I'll say this. Before I was going to say Austin Eckler, I was going to say Christian McCaffrey, but I was like, that's a lame pick. Let's go for a bolder running back. And I think Austin Eckler can explode and have a Christian McCaffrey type year. He has McCaffrey. He's healthy now. He has Herbert. He – the only thing that's holding him back, that's stopping him, is that he's not really the goal line back, so he doesn't get a ton of touchdowns. But I think I mean they've kind of given up on like the Josh McCallum experiment and stuff like that. I think maybe he could be the full three down back. I think he has the talent. Um. Also, um, one dark, another dark horse. I know this is way out there. Another guy who I think may be in like the top five in rushing or a lot of touchdowns this year is going to have a really big role. Don't sleep on playoff Lenny. I don't really think so. Back. I don't know. He's not going to get the carries. Rojo's good. I I know, and everyone's talking about Giovanni Bernard, but it's like Brady's not hurt right now. Listen, who's hurt? Bernard. Bernard, Yeah, yeah. I think he must. Listen, Brady knows what got him to the promise line last year, and trust me, Fournette was a big part of that. He got if he started finally getting carries in the playoffs, and they're like, oh my god, if we give him more than 10, 15 carries, he's an he's a good running back. Bruce Arians loves a pound, likes likes a grounder and pounder. Uh, I think he's going to get the majority of the carries. Yeah. He loves I, a grounder and pounder. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. No, but listen, I think Fournette's going to have like his best career year this year. Um, 
Yeah, I, I just don't think he's going to get the carries, but I don't hate that for a dark horse. The only pushback I have on Eckler, too, though, Samir, is the fact that, like, I'm kind of with Jared. Like, if that offense is humming and cooking, that means that, like, Herbert's getting all the credit. But, Not, like, all the credit, but he's the face of it. You sure. know what I mean? And a lot yeah, of it is, like, voting and stuff like that. Backs. Yeah. But McCaffrey, if Carolina's good, McCaffrey will get the credit there more right. than Sam Darnold. Quick, more if than, there is a receiver, right. Who, right. okay, if there is a receiver who's going to get Offensive Player of the Year nods, who, who will be? Quick, 30 seconds. Oh, gosh. Um, Kelvin Ridley. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say DK Metcalf. Uh, CD Lamb. That's good too. I like CD Lamb. I, oh, come on, he's playing the team with the best receiver in football. Like fucking like Mark Cooper said. I say yeah, like maybe. Oh, sure, gonna, maybe. Oh my god, I can't I stand Amari. I cannot stand Amari Cooper. Thank God we didn't. I like Amari Cooper. You know what was crazy? Philadelphia offered him the same amount of money for Dallas, and his coin flip was. He didn't trust Carson Wentz, so he went back to Dallas. I was like, that's hysterical. Um, that would be hilarious, though, if we ended up sh- stealing him from I mean, Is he wrong, though? Like, I think Dak is more trustworthy. I mean, Dak's just right. injury-prone now, but, I mean. Uh, it's bad I don't know. If it, oh, was it injuries or, like, who's No, it was better? just, like. Because I do think Dak's better. The Eagles organization has gotten a bad rap the last couple of years because of the Jalen Hurts draft pick and everything else, so it's, it's not been a great situation. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on. Um, offensive rookie of the year, quick. I'll go. Uh, okay. Kyle, Kyle Pitts. All right. uh, I think with Matt Ryan, he's going to have so many opportunities. Uh, I don't think Matt Ryan's been the problem there uh, the last couple of years. I think he's been fine. I like Kyle Pitts. I love me some Najee this year. I mean, okay. Najee's fucking awesome. I'm going to do one homer pick, one homer pick this entire day. <laughs> I think Devontae Smith. I, okay. yeah. I, I, I thought you were going to say Kenneth Gainwell. I was like, what the Hell no, he's not. <laughs> Okay, want well, to talk about? I don't hate Devonte Smith. Oh no, I don't. yeah, no, I agree. I think he'll I have be three great. reasons. One, here he has established chemistry with Jalen Hurts. Two, he already looked like he had elite route running skills before he even stepped on the field. He like he burnt to doing a whip route. It was like Madden level like cutting. I was like, holy crap. Three, I think people are sleeping on his explosives. Also, Philadelphia, I think he ran seven total different plays during the preseason. It was hysterical. So. I also think he's going to be a bigger part of that offense right Catch out volume. of the gate more, more than a lot of those okay. other guys. Let are. me let me break it down for you folks what the Eagles offense is going to go real quick. Smith is basically going to be their volume guy, the catch receivers, everything else. They're going to look a lot like the Chargers offense. He's their Keenan Allen. He's going to get a lot of their catches. He's going to a lot of their under like their over the mid three quarter routes, everything outside. Rieger's their slot guy. Rieger is a really fast for a slot guy. And apparently in training camp, he's been thriving. So I'm okay with that. And three. Quez Watkins is just going to run fast on the sideline. I am totally okay with that, especially with Hurts, who likes to chuck it deep every couple of plays. But I think Smith is going to get so many care. He's going to get Justin Jefferson-level targets, but unlike Jefferson, is not going to have the inconsistency because a lot of Jefferson's boom was broken tackles and, like, long runs, where Smith is going to get more targets and, like, yeah, yeah, kind of shit. And four, JD drafted him on this fantasy team because Jared's been telling him how good he so is. So. Jared, Jared. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. I got him on my. I got him on my. I'm rooting for him this year. I my buddy drafted Jalen Rager, and I said, "Why? Bad, bad." <laughs> the other thing Listen, about Devontae, I, I think Rager is going to have a great season, but he's not going to be like he's going to be a good number three receiver at best. Devontae, mm-hmm. I feel like is going to have to have like long touchdowns to score because I just. In the in the NFL, more I have a hard time 
seeing him be the biggest red zone threat. No, he's not. Well, well, I don't know because I because Cooper Cup is one of the best red zone threats in the league. You know, you don't have to That's go for true, a jump ball to be a good red zone guy. You just have to get open. No, I, mean, I, I get that. I mean, our best red zone target last year was Greg Ward. And he's my height, so like shit. Cooper I, Cup was also like he's so smooth with his route running, and I yeah, just want to see it from right. from quick before Jd's got to go, and then me and the before Samir's got to go. Me and Jd rounded off. Uh, defensive player of the year. I mean, defensive rookie of the year. Go, Samir. Uh, JC Horn, you bastard. Yeah, I really think JC Horn's gonna be good, and I think that Panthers defense is good. All righty. Um, I picked JC Horn just to throw it out there. We can move on. Same stuff. Okay, so I have two. I have a tie. Cannot pick between two of them. One is from JD's Browns, Jeremiah Awasu Karamoa. Love that pick, actually. Okay, so oh, that's a good pick. Ask Kevin, I've been in JD. I, I, ask Kevin and Samir JD. I've been hyping up Joke Joker. Since February, I watched this game like this month. Yeah. Getting hit in the open the, field, the steal of the draft. Oh, I kid steal you draft. Not. The steal yeah. of the Brown draft. Hit a home run in the draft again. Andrew Barry's playing pick. chess. Everyone else playing chess. I love this pick. I think he's going to be the best. He's going to be Jamal Adams, but more of a linebacker. I love it. Um, the other guy, I think it's going to catch a lot of guys off surprise. Looked incredible in his first game with the Bills. Greg Rousseau. I thought he was going to have a learning curve. I thought Phillips was more game ready. I was wrong. Russo looks ready to go now, and he was just using his. I think he's going to have to learn more technique, but that freak athleticism is going to get him seven or eight sacks this year, minimum. Uh, and I, I love before the Jeremiah I, pick. I kind of, yeah. I'll admit, I, I, when it comes to like rookies and defense, it's not really my thing. I, mine was just kind of like, a, hey, he's a first rounder. I just kind of picked. Okay, so I don't, I don't really have a great Mike, reason. When I just say this, I don't get the Micah Parsons type before let Samir go. We'll do no, it. Me neither. Yeah, I don't get it. All right, I know, but but I will say, um, before I go, I want to throw out one more name that I thought looked really good, Quiddy Pay. And I was doubting him during the draft process, but he's looked good in preseason. For Indy. They do need yeah, a pass rusher, Indy. so there you go. Hopefully, seven. All right, Samir, quick before I go, MVP. I'd love for I'd love for it to be Rogers to go back to back, just being like "fuck you." I'm gonna jerk off on all of your faces, but it's not gonna be. Sure, I think it's gonna be. Uh, uh, I think it's gonna be Kyler Murray this year. Wow. Okay. Dark horse. You got dark horse before you dip. I mean, it's a quarterback award to be honest. So my dark horse group. All right. That was my dark horse, so fuck yeah. it. All right. All right. Samir, will be Samir back. for a guy that doubted the Cardinals in our pick I'm just saying. I know. I, I, I think their offense is going to be I, – I, okay, sure, I guess winning matters, but I do think – I should have been – got to go. All right, Samir, All right. We'll be, <laughs> Samir will be back, of course, for our live show on Tuesday. So, I mean, on Thursday, we'll, we'll do our first uh, NFL round of six-pack. So, Samir, thanks for stopping by, buddy. We'll see Bye, you Samir. Time. Love you. Bye, guys. Screw you and screw your ducks. Jesus Christ. All right. Oh, you are just hate week for him. Oh my God. All right. So JD, I can't, who is, I can't get along with Samir this week. Oh my God. JD, who is your MVP and MVP dark horse? Um, I didn't do a dark horse, so let me think of one on the spot while you do yours. But I will say my MVP is just my offensive player of the year. It's Josh Allen. Okay. Like, how is he going to win Offensive Player of the Year and not win MVP? Well, I mean, I oh, what was it, 2011? I think somebody else won the MVP, but Shady won Offensive Player of the That's Year. That's fair. It's, it happens, but I just I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's just going to put up big numbers, and he's going to be on arguably one of, if not the best teams in the league. Um, so those combined. And he's so likable, and Buffalo's likable. I think it's the year of Buffalo. I really do. True. Um, 
I could just piss everyone off and say Jalen Hurts right now. <laughs> you you could. It's okay. Listen, I, do I think Hurts is going to have an MVP caliber season, at least in Philadelphia's eyes? Oh, yes. Do I think he's going to win an NFL MVP? Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. I don't need him to be an MVP. I just need him to win games. Um, that being in mind, my honest to God opinion is I have to copy you. It is Josh Allen to me. This man leaps and bounds ahead of everybody. Now, if they can get him a fucking running back so he doesn't put his body in the line, no stopping him. That's a 15-win team. I don't care what you say. Hold, not you, not you, JD, but, like, you know, everyone else. Yeah, no, no, I got you. I love Josh Allen. I've been a huge fan of his since college. I've been banging the drum for Josh Allen for years. Him and Justin Herbert, the two only two quarterbacks coming out of the draft the last couple of years, where I've been just banging the drum for him and taking heat for it. And last year... I looked like a fucking genius. Fair. So my dark horse is um I have one now, by the way. You want to go with yours? I'll give you my dark horse. Sure. I, uh, this might not even count as a dark horse because he's a really good player. But just being a running back and everything, I don't know. Um, I think Alvin Kamara, I could see him having a huge, huge year. Uh, could be kind of a dark horse. And then double dark horse on the same team. Give me the real, real dark horse, Jameis Winston. I still think he's got all the talent. I think he's got all the talent to do it still. I really do. That being said, that's my super dark horse. If I was, That was my answer if Alvin Kamara wasn't dark horse enough. But I'll stick with Alvin Kamara. Fair. I also had another dark horse. I don't know if any of y'all caught it before. I said my other dark horse for uh, comeback player of the year was Odell Beckham Jr. I think he'll be a thousand-yard receiver this year. I love that. Um, I hope you're right. I think he's gonna be elite in that offense now that Stefanski. Me too. And there's no, there's no pressure to like get it to him. I feel like dude, everyone thinks Odell's done, so it's like this dude's just sitting here with house money. Um, He has come back from that injury. They say like they are gassing him up, Uh, unlike Saquon. That's why I worry about Saquon because if it was true, we'd be hearing things that like are coming out of Brown's camp. But he's gonna look gonna play week one. Sorry. Here's my other here's my MVP dark horse, Matthew Stafford. Oh, I like that. Um, I think that Bobby trees and, uh, Cooper cup. Right. And that, and, and like that, that offensive line, everything else and McVay's play calling ability. That's a really good team. Right. You know, and you know, they got to Sean Jackson over there and who nobody's talking about, but, and they got Van Jefferson, great slot receiver as well. And the thing with DJX is the Eagles only needed him to do one right. If the, if the Eagles didn't ask him to run everything underneath as well, because the receiving core was getting decimated. He probably would have played half a season or at least three quarters season. The Rams are going to ask Deshaun Jackson to do two things run straight, run straight, and take a quick angle. It's not really yeah. hard for him. Uh, Duke can still fly. He needs to catch maybe 20 balls this year and he'll be elite. Yeah, I was going to say he doesn't have to play all the snaps. He oh, gets yeah. Rest, he, come he in gets there and just 15, 15 snaps a game. That's right. Go deep. Okay. After you go deep, if we don't get it to you, come off, get a breather. Yeah, hey, it's perfect do, for this offense. Hey, get in on our get in our our run plays after a play action. Like, let's scare him a little bit. And no running back to kind of overshadow him. Even I mean, though I do think they'll have a semi. I think Sony Michelle game. is going to have a great year. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I still think they'll have a productive run game. But when you're talking about MVP, a lot of it's voting and stuff. I don't think he'll get overshadowed. I, I guess. I think Bill Belichick just gave Sony Michelle a, 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 a lifeline. He goes, "You're not going to get carries here, but you may get carries in Los Angeles." I think that's one of those trades. You might, might save Michelle's career, honestly, because it's great he, for everyone involved. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for this session of the Corner Booth Podcast. Shout out to Samir for coming through. Even though Wait, can I do my coach, coach real quick? I don't know if you did a coach. Okay, okay, we're going to do coach of the year. Do your coach are we of the gonna, year. Are we going to do it? Because I kind of Yeah, we'll do it. Fuck it. Why not? 
right. I like Matt Rule. Uh, I think um, mm-hmm. Carolina is going to be the, my surprise team of the year, and that offense is going to look good. And when Darnold looks good with Rule, it'll boost it up. I think uh, I like Matt Rule for coach of the year. All right. So on Monday, I was watching uh, game day, um, the morning football. And Kyle Brandt said the best thing possible. He goes, listen, it, it's either a first or second year guy, a worst to first kind of kind of guy. Right. Either that, they have to basically win the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, right, right, right. Which is so either you have to be a Sean McDermott, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick type. Or you got to be a first year guy or a second year guy who doesn't do shit. Don't you? And, and that. those guys, like Andy Reid can win the Super Bowl. He's not going to win. Yeah. You know, coach of the year just because of the Chiefs. So I love your Matt Rule pick. I'm going to go Homer one more time only because I have to stick. Listen, I have to stick to a narrative here. Right, right, right. If you believe it or you believe it. If right, I think right. the Eagles are going to win 10, 11 games. If they do, he should will win. win. Yep. Sirianni will win coach of the year. Right, fair. And I think, I okay, so I know it's like he's either a meme, the rock, paper, scissors shit, people aren't buying it. I've never, like, okay, so I've been an Eagles fan for my entire life, right? Mm-hmm. Besides Andy Reid, I've never seen a coach truly connect with his players like this. Not Peterson, not Chip Kelly. I've only been alive for four Eagles coaches. Bear with me here. Um, I wasn't. A, I barely even know what the football coaches was before. Andy I've been Reed, alive for about fourteen Browns coaches. But. There you go. Um, shows how lucky I am. I guess as an Eagles fan because I had Reed for almost ten years. Um, God bless. God bless you, Big Red. Uh huh. But like, as much as God, thank you, Doug, for our like. Thank, thank you, Doug, for our title. But it's like Peterson was kind of just like this vanilla folder of a guy. But Peterson, like uh, Sirianni, is like this wild card. Like straight out Charlie Day kicking down the door saying, Wild car, bitches, and just like jump up the door. Like, I don't know what the hell's gonna come out of Sirianni's mouth next, and I'm gonna love it. And his players do apparently. Like, apparently during pre-production meetings for games, the sound reports are saying, like, yeah, Eagles players are raving at Sirianni. They love how he treats them. It's all about efficiency, commitment, accountability. Everything's about like keeping it above board. I think what Jeffrey Lurie and Harry Rosen did with this year, they got a guy who's not going to take it the good old boy way, who's going to keep everything above ground, which was the biggest problem last year in Philadelphia, was nobody was held accountable. Carson should be held for his bad throws, Doug for his play calling, Sanders for his drops, Howie for like slacking off in free agency at certain positions, guys for not training well enough and getting hurt. There was a bunch of different things that happened last year. Alshon for being a cancer in the locker room. There were so many things that should have been like, there sh- that should have been like held accountable. You want an example? Travis Fulgham, right? Led our team in receiving last year. Gets cut. Because yeah. he had a shit camp, and he was held accountable for it. Ortega yeah. Whiteside and uh, John Hightower both were on the bubble, too. Whiteside made the game because he had a, uh, he had the game of his life against the uh, the Jets. But Hightower's practice quite because he can't catch a ball. So accountability is everything, I guess, to this team. And Sirian right. the bill, so I'm for it. No, I mean, if that, if you're if, – if you do like, if he wins eleven games and they make the playoffs and win the division, yeah, he he will win Coach of the Year. He rightfully should. It's a four win team, so yeah, obviously. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, anything else before we hit, hit the dust trail? Are, are we doing Super Bowl? Fuck, we never had some interviews. We don't. No. Well, we can. We'll have him. We'll have him say it before the game Thursday, so it's just out there before the games. Play. Okay. So my Super Bowl prediction is. <sighs> The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills. Okay. I think that the Bucs will get back again this year. Okay. But they're going to take a loss to the Buffalo Bills. I, The Bills are my Super Bowl champion. Love that. I think they are a coin flip against Tampa, against Tampa and uh, Green Bay if they somehow win or Kansas City without their current running back core. 
Zach Moss would have saved their game against, uh, would have made their made them actually somewhat viable against Kansas City, keeping Holmes off the field. Also, they fixed their pass rush. Yeah. So that was their biggest problem last year. Wasn't the coverage of the linebackers? The goddamn yeah. pass rush. That so, probably uh, run game. Also, there's also a couple good pass rushes available if they really want a grizzled vet to go get. So, um, I think Buffalo is Super. I think Buffalo Bills fans, you will get your Super Bowl this year. I think this is the year Josh Allen will be raised the first MVP winner to also win the Super Bowl in a very long time. Ooh, I like that. All right. I would love that for Josh. I would love, dude. I would celebrate. I would go up to Buffalo and celebrate with Bills fans. Like, uh, fuck yeah. Like, unless, love- unless they beat Cleveland in the playoffs, then I'll probably be sold. Well, team, I mean, but- listen, buddy, it's probably going to happen because they're my, a- they're my AFC runner up. Yeah. I think they're going to upset Kansas City. I, I have Buffalo, Cleveland as well in my AFC. Oh, fans. Danny Amendola signing with the uh, Texans on a one year deal, 2.5 million. Well, yeah. make some money. Ain't going to do much. <laughs> I mean, listen, I was talking to my boss today because he has a pick him league. He always goes, you know, me being the sports guy wants me to know all the picks first thing. I'm like, I'm not touching this Jacksonville-Houston game. I'm like, uh, no, they have a lot of good weapons, and Jacksonville can't really rush the passers. Yeah, so. it's Jacksonville. It's a lot. It's a first for all the staff and the players, like for a lot of those like, guys. Like, I know the, first the, assistant, game. the assistant strength and conditioning coach. I played with him in high school. That's how new the staff is. Yeah. So – um, yeah, no, I think Houston wins week one. I think they're going to go one and 17. I think it, one and 16. It's going to be hysterical because I'm like, how did Jacksonville lose? And it's like, oh, because Tyrod Taylor is our Tyrod starting guarantees they'll win two, three games because he's that good of a, of a quarterback transition. He, yeah. 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 Davis Mills starts week one. Oh, they're fucked. <laughs> that poor well, bastard. They, they, they named Tyrod, didn't they? Yeah. They named Tyrod two days ago. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't... Yep. So, uh, yeah. Who's your Super Bowl prediction? Um, unfortunately, I don't. I didn't want to go Homer. Uh, if you I pick just, the Browns, I would not be. I would not. No, no, I, I'm not. I'm not picking the Browns. I'm not picking the Browns. Um, I I think they will make it to the AFC Championship and they will lose to Buffalo because Buffalo, I think, will have the home field advantage. I think they'll have a better record. That's really what it comes down to, or where that game would be at home because two crazy environments and two really good teams. Um. Yeah, so I got Buffalo coming out of the AFC, and I got Green Bay defeating the Rams uh, out of the NFC. Uh, Green Bay, A Rodge, A Rodge, and and here's and and here's my thinking of the Packers. Who, yes, I have winning the Super Bowl. The Green Bay Packers, who I don't like, and I don't want to win the Super Bowl. My yeah. thinking of this is for the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career. It's not the pressure of okay, he's so good, but he hasn't won a Super Bowl for the first time in his career. It's Green Bay. Who's the problem and not him? Um, there's that pressure off because a lot of times it's like, oh, if Aaron Rodgers is so good, how's the only one's won Super Bowl? I think they're going to be in a really interesting spot this offseason because I think he is going to be just on an FU tour, single handedly win them NFC uh, games in the playoffs and get to it. And I just see him being the best quarterback. I, I think Josh Allen, best regular season quarterback. I think you're going to mm-hmm. talk about Aaron Rodgers' like incredible run in the playoffs. Uh, he doesn't have the pressure. Um, and, and he actually has the backing of pretty much the football world that like screw green Bay. And it's yeah. going to be awkward and weird. Cause he's going to go win them a championship and then he's going to, he's going to hit the road. It's going to be a weird off season. I can just see something weird like that happening. So give me the Packers, even though I don't want it. Cause I don't like the Packers. See, they're like, so there's like five teams this year who like, but okay. So let's say six, there's six teams. I want to see win the Super Bowl this year. If not my Eagles, obviously for obvious reasons, number one is the bills. Two is the Browns. I would love, are you fucking, I would be, 
loving it if the Browns won a fucking Super Bowl. Are you kidding Cleveland me? would burn. <laughs> Everyone thought Philadelphia was bad. No, 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 no. Yeah, at least Philly's had some success there and like yeah, you know, yeah. at times for their sports. So. Um, number three is the Chargers. All right. Um, I would love for Tom to get another one. Buccaneers is four. I just love Tom Brady is giving a middle finger to like, even though he's not in theory, but I love fun Tom. Fun Tom Brady. Right. No, I too. want also I want Fournette to keep proving me wrong because I love Leonard Fournette as a as a player. And I yeah. want to continue him succeed. And the bust label that certain former co-hosts of mine gave him and a lot of other guys, I hate that because honestly, he was fucked over in Jacksonville from the get-go. Yeah, Jacksonville um, just screws yeah. players up. Uh, the only NFC team I would like to see win besides Philadelphia, Tampa, is, you said, Tampa, but no, besides Tampa and Philly is um, I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers win. No, it's not. I want to see him winning another uniform, not the fucking Packers. Because no, Packers, I agree. I don't want to see it. Packers fans would be insufferable. Oh my god. Um, this is and you're lot. talking like teams who have a chance too. Yeah, teams who have a obviously. Chance. I'd love Joe. Philadelphia, so has, cool this, Philadelphia has this hole in one on a 400 yard like tea box like kind of shot yeah. Like, yeah. it's a chance but it's right it's you know their vegas odds aren't unrealistic right i'll be um, i'll definitely be rooting for justin fields and the bears but they don't have a chance to they have barely um, a chance to make the playoffs but right the only the nfc team i want to see win that actually yeah. no no more nfc teams it's tennessee yeah. I want to see Mike Vrabel cut it off. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't hate that at Julio all. Julio Jones finally getting a fucking I love Vrabel. Are you Buckeye. kidding me? Listen, I think that defense is going to be a little underrated. I think they're going to step, I think they're going to figure out their issues this year. Yeah. Do I think no. they're going to be top 10? No, but Philly proved you just need a good pass rush and a serviceable secondary. I have them winning the division, Tennessee, so I have them as my AFC runner up. Or not AFC runner up. I think they're losing to Buffalo in overtime. Like my final four in the AFC are Tennessee, um, uh, Cleveland, Buffalo, and Kansas City. I think Kansas City loses to Cleveland and oh, Buffalo beats Tennessee. Revenge. Oh my God. I think Sorensen gets burnt for the last touchdown. So good. Good. God. Yeah. So Can I you just write love- the season? I love it. Okay. So, JD, I love you, buddy. You're a great, you're a great sidekick, but I watched that play again. Yes, it was a cheap hit, but by NFL rule, it was still a touchback. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but but there should have been it should have been a penalty they, they before the touchback. Yeah, I know, but that's the know. argument. Of course, it's it should stack, have been a it's touchback. Stack. It's how they stack it, like because the problem is the hit happened. They should have, but they I, if they I, threw I the penalty. The touchback wouldn't happen. So. True, I know it's it's some fuck shit, but it's okay because Tampa Bay got your sweet revenge for you. I yeah. Wait, so ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry I'm yawning on camera. It's been a long day for your boy because, you know. No, we're good, man. We're going to hold on to the candle, man. I got to go do another show in about 45 minutes. Last shout-out because this is getting released tomorrow. Shout-out to my former co-host and one of my best friends and resident uh, shit talker on our Thursday show, Mr. Kevin turns the big 2-5 tomorrow. Congratulations, Kevin. Happy 25th birthday. Happy birthday, Kev. Me and our guest, Mr. Maserati, and my brother-in-law will be getting him so trashed on Saturday, the snaps will be perfect. Oh, I cannot. Kevin, we love you, buddy, from everyone here at the corner booth. Uh, happy birthday. Happy 25th. You're out for your, he's out for dinner right now with his family right now. Um, I hope they sing to him. Oh, he said if they did, he's walking out. I know, I know. <laughs> I fucking love that kid. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the Corner Booth Podcast for myself and Mr. JD, the Rookie Davis. 
and Samir the sidekick sing. I love how that all is just rhyming yeah, it together. Yeah, it looks, right? It does. It, that rolls off the tongue. Perfect, right? All right. We'll be back Thursday. We may have a guest picker. We may have one just mailing his picks. We don't know. Either way, it's going to be a great show Thursday. Also, football's fucking back. Let's go. Yes, Let's fucking is. go. Hell okay. yes, it is. All right, so I will be way, in Columbus, Katie, Ohio Saturday. Katie and Samir will have a lot more energy on Thursday. So will I because my vacation starts Thursday at like 4 o'clock. So oh, yeah. Me and Samir are going to fight on Thursday. Oh, no. I want you guys literally to go full Boston Rob and, t- and Ty Schmidt on Thursday. Just go full energy screaming, yelling. I will. I want I want you Promise to Samir doesn't have that like deep seated oh. passion because it's new. I you know for not for college football I'm talking for pro NFL football fuck college football. Oh, <laughs> like, I was saying because we organized. Like me and Kevin were talking about, this, talking about. Oh, me and Kevin were talking about this before. Like this last, I guess our last little anecdote. I was standing back before with Kevin while I was waiting in line at the gas station. I'm like, yo, uh, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're going for your birthday. And he goes, oh, lit. But what about my Alabama versus Mercer? I'm like, oh, you mean the five minutes of a game you have to watch before they blow them out? He goes, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, dude, I want to watch Miami versus App State, but you know it's gonna be a blow by after he goes, but App State sneaky. I'm like. Yeah, but Miami's pissed and embarrassed. That's a really bad combination for any team that plays them afterward. Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, so Kevin, uh, we're going to get him nice and feeling good about himself on uh, Saturday. Ladies and gentlemen, that is episode 183 of the Corner Booth. Uh, The NFL season kicks off tomorrow, so it's going to be a great time. Uh, Thursday. No, listen, season two Wu-Tang Clan American Saga kicks off tomorrow. I'm so hyped for this shit. I'm a big Wu-Tang Clan fan, so I I am. I don't know what that is. You know who the Wu Tang Clan is? The no. rap group? Oh, I guess I do. Yeah. I don't so they, I, I, they, they did, I don't. They did, series, they did a series. They did a biopic series through Hulu and it was incredible. It won like a couple of oh, awards. Nice. And season two is this year and it's talking about the awards. It's talking about the formation of the group, all their origin stories are now done. So now they're actually talking about their fame, the rise of fame, all the craziness. So I'm actually really excited for it. Oh, but, nice. um, I'm a big method man fan. He's like their main like guy. So I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm not music is not my, like, I don't know. A lot we'll about get music. you there by the end of the season, buddy. Don't you worry. Uh, All right. I listen gentlemen. to podcasts, not music. Oh boy. You are one of those types. Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. speaking of podcasts, that is, I was going to say, you mean like our listeners? Oh, yeah. <laughs> our people listen, I listen to so much music, dude. I only have time to listen to like four podcasts a day. Um, I have my earbuds in from like 6 a.m. to like 6 p.m. Um, probably great for my brain. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's all. I'm Jared. That's JD. We're out of here. I, I've been Donald. Bye. Peace out. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.